Welcome to Have You Heard the AABP Podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich. I'm the Executive Director of AABP, and today I'm the host and the guest of this podcast, and we're going to do a little 55th AABP Annual Conference post-conference wrap-up. We're going to talk a little bit about the conference, and I'm going to I'm going to respond to some of the feedback that we've received, talk a little bit about how AABP plans and selects their conference, uh, and offer our listeners some tips for providing feedback uh, for our conference to uh, your AABP staff and leadership. So first off, let's talk about our numbers. We had 843 registered attendees for the conference. That's low. Uh, if we look at our pre-COVID numbers in St. Louis, we had 1,334, so we had 500 more roughly in St. Louis. In Phoenix, which was our last in-person Western Region Conference, we had 1,200, so we were uh, uh, down about 300-plus members this year. And then in Omaha, which was our 50th conference, a very, very our most attended conference, we had uh, 1,450 roughly. Um, so we recognize that uh, our Western shows uh, do have a little bit lower attendance, and we're going to address that a little bit later. But overall, we had 843 uh, AABP members there. We had 77 accompanying persons. We had 220 students, which was a very good showing from our students. We usually have anywhere from 250 to 300. So students, great job in getting all the way out there to Long Beach. Really appreciate it. We had 225 vendor booth representatives. Again, that's down by about the same amount uh, that our conference numbers numbers were down. And uh, that gave us a total of 1,145. So not bad considering all the things that are still going on in the world. Uh, totally understand, you know, we did hear from some members that they couldn't attend because they're so short-staffed on veterinarians, very busy, as well as the cost and location of Long Beach. Um, but I do appreciate everyone that did attend the conference. So thank you for that. I really want to just pause here and thank our program committee. Uh, led by our now president, Dr. Sandra Godden. Our pre-conference seminars were led by our now president-elect, Dr. Michael Capel, and their program committee. But I also want to thank some of the people that work on site, uh, our moderators, uh, the folks who run our job fair, Dr. Alan Hodap, all of our committee chairs, our quiz bowl uh, uh, moderators and those that work for the Quiz Bowl, Dr. Catherine Bach, uh, Dr. Leslie Weaver. Uh, it would be impossible for us to manage a conference of this size with five AABP staff members and then some of the help that we bring along with us without those volunteers. So just want to give a shout out to them and also uh, tell our listeners that if you are interested in helping in Milwaukee, just let us know. Uh, we're always looking for moderators for sessions. Uh, that's a great way to help. Um, but if, if there is something that we can, um, uh, that if you are interested in helping, just shoot me an email if you're going to be in Milwaukee and, uh, and we can see if we can utilize you because we're going to hopefully implement some new things where we may need some more volunteers next year. So just wanted to put that out there. Uh, if you were in Salt Lake City, or I'm sorry, if you were in Long Beach or Salt Lake City, just remember that you can access your CE certificate very easily. Just go to the AABP website, 
hover over your name and select My CE Certificates, and it will be there. You can open it up if your uh, EID badge didn't read properly when you went into a room. Uh, you can go ahead and click that you attended a session, uh, and then just remember that what you edit doesn't save in the database. There, that, that doesn't occur. It's, so if you edit your CE certificate, just download it as a PDF, save it, or print it uh, for your files so you have that CE certificate in your files. Um, so that's the way you access your CE certificate. We've made it very easy for you to do that. I want to thank Allflex for sponsoring those EID panel readers. Uh, we upgraded them in Salt Lake City. Uh, and and went through the logistics of using them for the first time, but they worked really well uh, in Long Beach. So ha- have some new technology there that is unique, and the cities we go to uh, always get a chuckle out of the fact that we use our EID readers to track our CE. Uh, proceedings. Our, our proceedings will be copy edited by our Director of Marketing and Communications, Ms. Jenny Wren, and uh, she puts about 200 hours into reading all those proceedings papers, getting them edited, sending them back to the authors, uh, and then we get them designed for uploading onto the uh, online portal. Uh, you can access that under the publications menu, but that realistically takes uh, well over four months to complete that project. So just be patient with us as we as we work on that. And if you want to purchase a proceedings, you can contact the office to purchase a printed proceedings. But just a reminder that all of our publications are open access and downloadable on individual high quality PDFs. So would encourage everyone to to look at that page under the publications menu of the AABP website. One of the things we get for feedback every year is, oh, there was so many overlapping sessions, I didn't get to everything I wanted to, which I actually like that negative feedback because that means that our program committee did a great job at developing a variety of sessions for our members. And I just want to remind everyone that our conferences are all recorded, recent grad annual conference, as well as our uh, uh, webinars. And new this year, we had shoot side chats, which are sponsored lectures in the exhibit hall. Those are also recorded. Our breakfast presentations are recorded. So we pretty much are recording everything now when we're making it available at no charge to our members. And that's just a wonderful member benefit that the board now supports. We used to get about 50 downloads a year when there was a fee for that. And now thanks to Kansas State, the Beef Cattle Institute, and, uh, Originally, Dr. Dan Thompson and now Dr. Brad White uh, there at Kansas State. They've created this just wonderful resource for our members, and I would encourage you to do that. We're now getting over 6,000 downloads per year uh, from that website looking at sessions. So um, if you haven't checked that out, just click on the Purple Cowhead logo at the bottom of any AABP webpage, or you can download the free mobile conference app from the from your uh, device's place uh app store and you can listen to them on the road please note that ce certificates are not available through the app you must view them uh on a on a tablet or a computer and then you can answer a quiz and get a ce certificate Uh, it will take us a couple of months to get all of the sessions edited. I'd like to thank our IT coordinator, Mr. Steve Johnson, for all the work he does. 
I guarantee he's doing it right now today in editing those videos and making them available to our members. I want to remind everyone that our keynote address from Dr. Bernard Hodges we will make publicly available. And so if you do want to share that, uh, it will be on the homepage pretty soon. And uh, that keynote address will be available first. And so feel free to share that. Uh, also, uh, the other thing that will be available to AABP members is our vice presidential 2023 candidates. Those are Drs. Jessica Gernhardt and Dr. Callie Willingham. And they made their address to the members after the keynote address. Those are recorded, and we will make those available. They will be on the ballot. We will also do a podcast with Dr. Gernhardt and Dr. Willingham. And uh, uh, Jenny Wren will also do a Q&A with them, which will be in one of the newsletters for you to read about those candidates. So would encourage our members to pick their next leader, uh, one of those candidates will be seated uh, next year after the business lunch in Milwaukee, and that ballot will close at the end of the year, and you can access that from one of the scrolling pictures of the homepage uh, by clicking that link, going to the ballot, and casting your vote. So we'd encourage everyone to participate in our vote uh, and select that next AABP leader. If you have any questions about our voting process, please email me, and I'm certain that Dr. Gernhardt or Dr. Willingham would also be willing to answer any questions that the members might have about their candidacy. Finally, I'd like to thank both of them for uh, willing to donate their valuable time to AABP. That executive committee position is a four-year term, and it does uh, take up a tremendous amount of someone's time. And so really appreciate uh, our volunteers on the executive committee as well as the board for committing that time to AABP. Another thing that we uh, hear about is we no longer do a hybrid conference, a virtual conference, and uh, while I understand the value in that to the membership and the board understands the value in that to the membership, the board determined that that was a very good use of our uh, strategic reserves, our assets that uh, we have saved over the years uh, to get us through the pandemic and continue to offer member resources. However, going further, going into the future, uh, we will not be offering a hybrid conference. And the only reason for that, or the primary reason for that, is cost. Uh, for us to put on just the virtual component of the conference would have cost AABP an additional $200,000 to $250,000. And we simply just do not get enough virtual registrations to offset that expense at all. Um, it is very expensive uh, as far as making sure we have an internet line um, and then also uh, the labor that's associated with that by hiring people to manage those virtual sessions. It's not a Zoom meeting, and uh, in order for us to make those virtual sessions, it, it needs to be done the way we did it in Louisville and in Salt Lake City with multiple sessions. And that's something that's a little bit different about our conference than some other maybe smaller conferences is that we have multiple sessions going on at once and that really increases the cost of that. But the good news is is that all of the sessions are available for race approved CE after the conference. So you can still access the conference, you just can't do it live. So those are the reasons for for that. It's just not sustainable for the organization for us to uh, support that year after year. Uh, we would 
likely run out of money quite quickly. And so those are the, those are the reasons behind that. Let's talk a little bit about site selection because we get positive and negative feedback each and every year about the cities that we had the conference in. And Long Beach was a beautiful location. I really enjoyed being there. The convention center was very well suited for our conference. The hotels were reasonably close. Um, and so all those things are great when we're looking at a city. But previously, the board had a policy where we rotated our conference around the country. And uh, so we went from the west to central, to east, to central, to west, to central, to east, to central. And we had this rotation so that half of our conferences were central, 25% were eastern region, and um, 25% were western region. And after we uh, had some difficulties in Phoenix, and we always have lower registrations when we move out of the middle part of the country, um, after Phoenix, we had hotel attrition. What that means is, is that we guarantee a certain number of hotel rooms. Uh, we have to do that in order to get our meeting space. And in Phoenix, uh, we had to pay for, initially the bill was $70,000, and we negotiated it down to $40,000 for our bill for unused hotel rooms which was very unfortunate. Again, that's not sustainable for AABP going into the future. And uh, so at the time, what the board decided is that we would eliminate the rotation and AABP would take bids from any city. And uh, we're going to go to the place that gives us our best bid where our members, hopefully we can get the highest attendance and have our conference be financially successful. Um, the other thing we hear is we hear suggestions about cities, and I always appreciate that. Uh, AABP works with Merit's Global Events to contract our site locations, and so they put out RFPs for cities. Uh, the number one thing that happens when we put a, a bid out, we ask for a proposal from a city as they tell us we don't meet their booking guidelines. And essentially what that means is we require a very large amount of space because we have four to five concurrent sessions. We require a general session room that will seat at least 1,100 people for most conferences. And then we need an area to eat. We need an area, especially for our Zoeta-sponsored Friday night event, we need an area that we can feed 1,100 people. And so that requires a lot of space. And that means that we're going to be – and we need a 100,000-square-foot exhibit hall. And so what that means is that we're, we need a – large convention center, which means we're going to go to larger cities, and um, we don't book enough hotel rooms for the amount of space we need. Most meetings that maybe uh, need a convention center the size we do, they have three times the number of attendees, and so they get a lot more competitive bids. So what can you do as an AABP member to help your organization? Well, the most important thing you can do is stay in our hotel block, and we do our best to try to negotiate uh, cheaper hotel rooms. As we increase our hotel block, we can get more competitive bids. So we're all in this together, and I would encourage you to, to continue to do that and support your association. 
Uh, the other thing to realize is that any decision we make today will not affect AABP for another six years because we now have contracts signed through 2027, and you can find those locations on the conference, post-conference uh, menu of the website. So uh, those are some of the things about our site selection. It's a very um, stressful process for me, uh, but ultimately I present those ideas to the board, and they approve the cities based upon uh, my visits to the cities with AABP staff. But we always appreciate suggestions. Um, We just signed a contract. We'll be going to Louisville in 2027, uh, which is a great convention center uh, with two really close hotels. And I think we got pretty good rates on our hotels there being that far out uh, into the future. So looking forward to that. Let's let's now address some of the questions that came through on Slido. And if you did attend the conference, that Slido poll should still be open for a few days. If you go to Slido and enter the event code AABP2022, you can take our survey by going to the conference feedback and ideas room and uh, take the survey. We'll leave that open this week yet, and uh, hopefully you could still access that. You can also always email me, fred at aabp.org, and send me some suggestions and ideas for conference. Detailed suggestions are great. Just saying the food wasn't any good doesn't help me. What was wrong about it? What meal, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and, and we'll, we'll do the best we can. I think one of the other things that our members are not aware of is the cost of those meals. So if you were in Long Beach, the Saturday business lunch, that steak meal with tax and gratuity included was $99. Um, it certainly was not a $99 meal. Uh, we all can cook a steak at home probably better than that for far less, and we can go to the best steak restaurant in our town and eat a meal uh much cheaper, but the cost because of the labor associated with it uh, and the fact that these are exclusive contracts with the convention centers, the cost of those meals are very, very high. Our cost for our milk pints uh, it runs with, with tax and gratuity, runs about seven plus dollars, seven to eight dollars per city. So, and that includes water, sodas, Coffee in Long Beach was was actually very reasonable. It was $95 a gallon. Uh, We have paid upwards of $155 a gallon for coffee before. Uh, It's just important for our members to realize when they want certain things to be added to the conference, the only way for AABP to pay for those is either through sponsorships or by increasing registration fees. And so some of these things we just are unable to do, but we always get great comments. For instance, last year, one of the comments was, I don't drink coffee, but I need caffeine. Please have pop available in the mornings. That was added this year. So those type of suggestions, I don't think about because I drink coffee. And so we appreciate some of those suggestions because some of them are very valid and we can easily add those. Some of them we can't add, but I still appreciate the suggestion. Uh, one of the most common feedbacks this year was we ran out of cheese at the wine and cheese. That's my fault. Um, we never know how many people are going to attend the wine and cheese event, and uh, so we did not have enough cheese. We're unsure if we're going to continue with that reception in the exhibit hall or if we're going to move practice tips back further an hour and then give everybody the opportunity just to go out to eat uh, Thursday night. We're probably going to try that in Milwaukee just to see how it goes. 
um, since that event is very difficult to plan food for uh, and allow everyone the opportunity to go out to eat at many of the great restaurants uh, that we will have in Milwaukee. But I do appreciate those comments, and I apologize for running out of cheese. It's probably uh, uh, a bad thing to happen uh, when we're trying to support our industries. Uh, another suggestion was one of the things we did different this year is we moved after the business lunch, we moved the sessions back to a 2 p.m. start time and a 6 p.m. stop time. And some people said, boy, I really needed some coffee to get me through the rest of that afternoon. Great suggestion, and I think we will add a half an hour coffee break on Saturday afternoon. Um, so that was a great suggestion. Another suggestion was we should just stop the conference on Saturday. We try to offer uh, the most CE we can. And the other thing to realize is that we pay for space, AV, and all those things by the day. And so for us to cut the conference off half a day on Saturday would cost us the same amount of money. And so I understand that our participation drops Saturday afternoon, but I hope that there's some great lectures there on Saturday that encourages people to stay Saturday, attend those lectures. I know we all get tired, but there is great CE there. But if you do need to leave early, that's fine. Just remember that those are, again, on the BCI site. Uh, One of the other comments that I wanted to touch on, or a few comments, I really paused because it demonstrates, you know, we've been talking about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how what we experience individually and what we um, um, perceive uh, may not be what someone else is experiencing. And these two comments, I don't experience, but others do. And I think that is a, a great thing for each and every one of us to recognize. So I am recognizing that I, just like I don't experience not having pop, one of the comments was is that after the Friday night event, uh, some of our members, especially our older members, had trouble, you know, walking home at night. Uh, um, uh, There was a distance because it was in a different location, so it was much further from the hotel than they were used to. Uh, As well, it was dark, everybody was tired. That is a great suggestion, and we're going to evaluate that and see what we can do about that next year, about hopefully uh, assisting some of those members that might need help uh, navigating through the conference. Uh, One of the things that I was brainstorming about is maybe we need a buddy system and we can pair up a student with an older AABP member to assist them, and now you found a great mentor that's been around AABP for a long time. So we're going to work with that, but any other ideas on that, I'd greatly appreciate. Maybe we need to provide some uh, transportation Friday night if necessary. Another comment uh, was about safety, and uh, I'm a white male. I'm not a very large person. Uh, I personally am not uncomfortable in almost any environment, so I don't perceive a safety risk uh, uh, where and I go to a lot of cities as part of my job now, and I can be comfortable in probably dangerous situations. But I must recognize that some of our members are not comfortable walking home at night uh, to their hotel, especially when the student hotel is often a little bit further distance because we get a lower price on that hotel. I hear those concerns, and we are going to work with uh, the city in Milwaukee to address that uh, to make sure that we can hopefully figure out a way to have some type of a of a escort, or maybe we can get group meetups to so everyone can walk in the morning to the conference together and back at night. So I hear those concerns. 
and because I don't perceive them or experience them doesn't mean they're not real. So I really appreciate those comments and want to thank everybody for submitting those. Next one we get every year, it again is I take responsibility for it, and it's about bottled water. And I'm just going to be uh, brief on that. I don't believe in bottled water. I think it's an environmental disaster that we're buying plastic bottles of water and throwing them away. And uh, when I rode around in my truck, I had a bottle of water that I refilled. And so I would encourage everyone, if you're coming to Milwaukee, bring a water bottle. Uh, Some convention centers do not have bottle filling stations, and I look in every convention center and see if they have bottle filling stations. We did have water coolers in Salt Lake City. It was a significant challenge to get them uh, because they charged us, I think it was $100 for each chug of water plus a delivery fee every time they refilled one. And so we tried to limit where we had them and spread them out, but it was a great suggestion to have water coolers at the milk breaks. Uh, And so we will work on that. I think that's a great idea, but I highly doubt that we're going to offer bottled water because of cost. And again, uh, I think that we, that is an area where we can reduce our environmental footprint by using a water bottle. So I apologize for my stance on that, but that's just, uh, I, I really think that that's an area where we can make an impact at our conferences by using a refillable water bottle. So I would encourage everyone to bring one with them. Um, And I'll let you know if we have, water filling stations at the convention center in Milwaukee. Another one was snacks at the break. That's just cost prohibitive. Um, Again, to have snacks, typically a convention center charges around five to $7 per item. And so if we had like granola bars for uh, 800 people twice a day, uh, that would cost us $25,000 for one granola bar per person. Um, to me, that's not a good use of AABP money. I'm very aware that our organization is funded by you, our members, and I want to make sure that we're using your dollars judiciously. And so having snacks, uh, what that would do is it would increase our registration cost about 50 to $75 per member. Uh, we do offer our milk breaks for sponsorship. So all of you work with the drug companies out there and, and uh, supply companies, ask them to sponsor our milk breaks and ask them to sponsor a snack and we could offer that. But otherwise, just encourage you to grab some Cliff Bars, granola bars, whatever, a snack to get you through the day and throw them in your bag because that's cost prohibitive for us to do that at the conference. Uh, some people were not getting some of our messages that we send out. Uh, We do use a text messaging app at AABP. If you unsubscribe from that, you're not going to get the text messages. And when you register for conference, if you don't put your cell phone number in there and you put in your office phone number, it won't go through. But that has been very useful for us. And we do try to limit it just to important announcements like tell you where major events are, uh, notify you uh, about certain things, but also for emergency purposes too. So we would encourage you to make sure that you utilize our cell phone text messaging app. Make sure your cell phone is in our database uh, and and don't unsubscribe from those messages. I, I promise not to abuse that. I think we sent out about eight text messages the entire week. So we try not to make it too... Um, uh, too too frequent for you. Ribbons on the name tags. Those of us that uh, have been going to AABP a long time know that we have ribbons on our name tags. Uh, 
that got to be very onerous for the staff to individually. They make each registration pack individually. They assign an EID number to each name tag individually and put it into your database individually. That takes quite a bit of time because there's only two staff that are currently doing that at AABP, and the ribbons were just a little bit too much of, a, of an add-on to their workload. But what we will do next year is we'll have a, a ribbon board. And so if you're on a committee or you're running the 5K or maybe we'll have some fun ones too, we'll have those on there. If you're a past president, uh, supporter of the foundation, et cetera, uh, we will put those ribbons on a ribbon board and you can uh, just go up and grab them at the conference in Milwaukee. So we will do that. Uh, another comment we receive often is Wi-Fi. That's also very cost prohibitive. Uh, to give you an example, we had an exhibitor contact us this year because for them to be able to have Wi-Fi in the convention center for two days uh, at their booth would have cost them $12,000 for two days. And uh, our one hardwire from the registration desk that we use uh, cost us $3,500 for uh, four days. So it's very, very expensive to have internet. Uh, I often hear, well, you should negotiate that, Fred. We just don't have the negotiating power to do that. For smaller cities, uh, we do ask for those discounts, and I believe we do have it at the hotel meeting space in Milwaukee. Uh, we're working on the convention center, but the problem is, is that those are exclusive contracts, meaning one company does it, and that one company uh, has does most convention centers in the U.S. And so uh, it's, it's, uh, there's not a lot of competition in that industry, and that certainly uh, gives them the opportunity to charge us a very high price. So uh, if we can't get Internet for a reasonable price, uh, it's just something that the organization cannot afford at this time. Uh, so just wanted to put that out there. Another comment was having tables in the session rooms. We do that if we have a large enough room uh, and we can anticipate the number of attendees. We have a pretty good idea of how many people are going to be in each room, and that can be a challenge. It was a challenge in the AASRP room this year where every seat was taken. That's a good thing. can certainly be uncomfortable. I understand the, the chairs can be uncomfortable after sitting a long time when we're used to getting up and being active with our jobs. Um, but there just isn't enough space because that decreases our room capacity by more than half if we uh, if we put tables in the in the in the session rooms for people. So that's sometimes a challenge to be able to do that. I'd also like to talk a little bit about our pre-conference seminars. Uh, boy, those are such a valuable CE uh, for our members, but we have seen a drop off. Uh, in participation. I think the drop-off in participation this year was due to location. And then, of course, the workforce issues were all busy. The most, the biggest feedback we've gotten on our seminars is that, that people couldn't be away for that long of time. Uh, second biggest issue was the price of the hotels made it prohibitively expensive. Certainly understand that. Uh, and then the last uh, comment was the cost of the seminars themselves. And we really try to keep those costs down as much as we can. Um, but we do need to charge extra for those because you have to understand we have some fixed costs associated with that. So our AV, you're buying eight hours of CE per day. 
Um, and so I think our value there is pretty good. Uh, and a good seminar, you can go back and recoup that with just a few hours of work with the with the seminar price, not the add-on costs of, of time off work, which is probably your most expensive uh, uh, cost associated with the seminars. You're you're not billing hours while you're while you're learning that uh, that CE. But we probably spend, uh, in addition to the AV and all the other things associated with the seminars, just our faculty cost runs around three thousand plus, uh, you know, three thousand to up to four thousand dollars per faculty member because we have their travel, we have their hotel cost, we have their expenses, and then we have their honorarium, and we're not paying our expert faculty nearly what a veterinarian can make in private practice. So I appreciate every one of our seminar faculty. I appreciate our industry colleagues that typically do not charge AABP for their time. I'd like to thank them for that. But that's why we have that seminar fee, and we essentially just look at our costs associated with it, and we divide it by 30, uh, and that's the seminar fee. So that's how we come to that. But there were some great suggestions, and we're looking at our seminars, and we'll probably revamp how we do them next year. One suggestion was, is there part of the seminar that we can make virtual in advance of the conference, uh, and that would lower the cost? And then we have, like, everyone comes in on Wednesday, then come in Tuesday night, and then Wednesday they have the in-person component of the seminar. We'll see if we can implement that. I think it's a great idea. Um, Another one is have seminars during conference. We've already talked about that. Great idea. And I do think that we will offer um, a limited number of seminars during the conference. Uh, The challenge we have there is we have a limited amount of space. And so if you took a seminar this year in Long Beach and you were in the convention center, those rooms got all flipped to sessions uh, for Thursday morning. Um, And so we we could put some in the hotel. But space is often our uh, rate limiting factor there for how many we can we can do. But I would encourage everyone that's listening to this podcast send me seminar ideas, uh, topics, uh, people that you think should teach a seminar. And if you're listening and you want to teach a seminar, anybody can. We have had some very wonderful seminar suggestions uh, in the past, and new seminars are great ideas. And we have had new seminars. We had a vaccinology seminar uh, in Salt Lake City. We, that was, a, that was uh, built by jo- Dr. Justin Kiefer. Uh, he expanded that to a two-day seminar in Long Beach. Feedback that on that has been great. We had a brand new welfare seminar this year uh, led by Dr. Crosley. So we have had lots of new seminars added to the list uh, as well as some of our tried and true seminars. So if you have a seminar idea, look for the proposal request to open and submit your idea. Uh, Had a few other suggestions I just wanted to briefly touch on. One of them was uh, a member wanted to know why we sang the national anthem, the U.S. national anthem, as well as the Canadian national anthem. <clears throat> and the reason was, uh, number one, Dr. Michael Capel has this beautiful voice, and I think listening to him sing a cappella is great, <laughs> and so he did a wonderful job. But the other thing for our members to realize is that we are a association that has districts in Canada. We are an American and Canadian association, so we have directors uh in Canada, Dr. Ryan Rademacher uh, is in Western Canada, and Dr. Murray Gillies is our representative in Eastern Canada. So 
the other thing was is that this was the first meeting that we were able to welcome our Canadian colleagues back in, in significant numbers to our conference. So uh, not sure if we're going to continue that tradition into the future. Uh, I think it's a great way to kick off our conference. But that was the reason we sang both national anthems, to recognize uh, our uh, multi-country association. Another great suggestion that we had was uh, have different colored lanyards. So um, a few years ago, we had blue lanyards for students, red lanyards for members. There was a suggestion to have a different colored lanyard for accompanying persons, uh, a lanyard for vendors. Uh, one of the reasons was is that when you're in the trade show, vendors know if you're a, a veterinarian or a student or an accompanying person or another vendor, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a good suggestion. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I think, uh, again, appreciate all of the suggestions. Wanted to just address a few of them briefly this morning. Um, I am tomorrow uh, heading, so it's Wednesday right now, and this podcast will come out on a Monday. But tomorrow, Thursday, four days after I landed back home from the conference, uh, myself and staff and the program committee led by Dr. Michael Capel will meet in Milwaukee this weekend to plan the 2023 conference, just five days after we all get home. So really uh, want to encourage our members, if you have topics that you'd like addressed, email me. Uh, let's, uh, let's make the next one even better. I really enjoy working for all of you. I enjoy putting on this conference and uh, want to thank everyone again for coming and for your suggestions and your membership in AABP. Thank you and have a great day, everybody. <laughs>